Christian and King with Christian Arcan. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. And Tom King. My age, the mind starts playing tricks. And New Hampshire's home for sports. ESPN. Sweet Jesus. New Hampshire. Well, good afternoon. It's Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Also streaming live on TuneIn. Nice to have you with us this afternoon. A rainy, crappy day here in the Granite State. But we slog on through it nonetheless. I'm Christian Arcand, and that is Tom King. Hi, Tom. Hello. It's sunny and beautiful out. <laughs> Another perfect Tom King day. That's right. Um, yeah. How you doing? Good. I uh, yeah, my arms a little sore after watching that Bruins shootout last night. I got out my hockey stick and started firing a little bit mm-hmm. because I think I could shoot better than those clowns could last night. I actually thought that was a good shootout. Oh, it, I mean, entertaining wise, yeah, yeah. But the sh- great saves, I thought. By both well, guys. yeah, the, the shots. Nobody could shoot straight. Half of them didn't even get the shots. Half off. of them didn't get them off. That's true. It was awful. It was. It was. It was embarrassing. I've seen mm. great shootouts before where people actually shoot the puck. Yeah. That was lousy. I mean, it was entertaining, but. Who are you talking about? Riley Nash got a shot. Both teams. Marshan scored the goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. He got a, yeah. That was the best. That was the best goal of the night. That was the best goal of the, of the shootout. Any, anybody else who tried that kind of move, they wouldn't be able to. They couldn't handle the puck. Mm. It was ridiculous. It was awful. It really was. Who's the guy who wanted Shane go to? I don't know. Good test, but he. I don't. I saw the name. I, I didn't I, have the thing. I, I don't mean, know. I mean, you were getting down to the bottom. You know, I think they started at the bottom of the barrel in a way. I mean, it was hmm. just ridiculous. Uh, I, I. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I just thought you. You got hockey players going one on one. They. They should be able to. The key is don't. Don't wait till you're two inches away from the goalie to shoot the puck. Right. You know. <laughs> They were carrying it right down there. Like, well, I'm going to fake him out. Eh. Oh, it was awful. It was just awful. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. I'm sorry. Bergeron even looked bad on it. Bergeron's was not good. Oh, my God. That's Every true. time a Bruin got it, I go, oh, this guy's going to do it. He, you know, he's got good skills. He'll, he'll, he'll do it. My Ryan Lord. Spooner missed. Claude Giroux missed. Riley oh. Nash, save Mason. Wayne Simmons, save Rask. Bergeron, miss. Konechny, uh, save Rask. Pasternak, save Mason. Goal by Voracek. Goal by Marshan. That was the best goal right there. Yeah. Best goal. But some of those saves weren't even really saves. I mean, they Some were of just, them weren't saves. They, they weren't were even because they weren't even yeah. on the net. You know? It was... It was it, In now, this shootout, Ryan now, Spooner... Mason made Patrice a great Bergeron, save. David Krejci, Jimmy Hayes, obviously, and Tori oh Krug all Hayes, missed. Hayes was... Hayes was point by he had an open net and he, he missed. missed. Missed the net. I mean, do you see what I mean? No saves made by Mason, who had a great game. He made forty five saves. I mean, Mason was good in that game. Oh, he made a big save at the end. Yeah, he got Bacchus. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a clutch save. Yeah, it was. But I mean, the rest of them, you or I could have stood there. Mm. One of us could have shot. The other one could have <laughs> played goal. We would have done something. Not the most impressive display. Oh my God, no! Of course not. It was awful. That was pretty bad. 
<laughs> it was just awful. It was he's, exciting, but it wasn't Right, good, that's yeah. what I'm saying. These yeah. are NHL players. They should be able to do that, you know? Yeah. Oh. Bruins, Bruins, Bruins haven't been good in shootouts for a couple years now. I'm not talking about scoring in shootouts. I'm talking about at least looking competent <laughs> in a shootout. not looking ridiculous? Yes. I mean, both the Flyers were the same way. Yeah. It's, I'm not just picking on the Bruins here. The Flyers were the same way. They were they were flubbing the puck all over the place. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but they didn't miss the the, the whole net. Tory Krug, Hayes, Krejci, Bergeron, and Spooner all missed. Yeah, the no, net. no, they missed the net. I know, I know. No, on no. a on a shootout, I mean, on a penalty shot, that is everybody missed the net. That's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, pretty bad. And I, I kept I watching it, and I, I, and I, like I said, I kept saying, don't. Shoot the puck from a little further out. You have a little bit of a window. Mm. You know, five hole, under the arm, over the shoulder, somewhere, you know? Yeah. But, oh, it was awful. It was just, I was watching and I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah. That was bad. Uh, there I were mean, some positives in the game, it, though. There were. Oh, it yeah. was, yeah. But, but what tells you that it was bad was the fact it went nine rounds. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Tells you how bad it was. Nine rounds, three goals <laughs> in the nine rounds. It's not like it was goal, 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 and it kept going for nine yeah, rounds. Yeah, that was it. It was nine it was rounds nine rounds. no one could hit the net. And no one scored until the sixth, or no, until the fifth. Oh, it was <laughs> just pitiful. Eighth, ninth, yeah. No, no one scored until the fifth round. Um, and I actually watched three something misses to, through the first. I actually <laughs> watched something to contribute to the show. How about that? <laughs> That's even more of a miracle than what I saw last night. I'm as surprised as you are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw the penalty shot. That was a bad call. Yeah, it was. Um, there was a lot of bad calls in this game, I thought. Uh, but, I, you know, it happens sometimes. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the angle, he thought that the player had wrapped him up and, and held him from shooting the puck, but he really didn't. He but. didn't, and there was a couple of really obvious, I thought, missed slashes that they didn't call in Philadelphia. I didn't see I didn't see the whole game, so I, I can't. I was impressed with the defense. No Chara, no Lyles, the yeah. two most senior members of your defense. And after a rocky first period, I thought they really hunkered down and – uh, made things a lot easier for Tuukka Rask. Didn't even see a lot of shots after that. That was a great third period. Yeah. Great third period. But, uh, boy, Philly <laughs> Philly doesn't have much. The, other, the flip side of that, though, is Philly doesn't have much of a defense. No, they don't. And the Bruins should have. The Bruins could have scored four goals in that game. Probably should have. Should have yeah. scored four goals in that game. They should have scored five goals in a shootout. <laughs> yeah, you know, easy there. We're talking about guys who couldn't hit the net in a shootout, so maybe four goals is asking a little much here. Oh, oh God. Uh, well, you know, with the defense, as long as they play the style, they have a fighting chance. If they veer from the style and they panic and then get on the ice and start trying to be fancy and dancing, and then that's when they get into trouble. It's yeah. always going to be the same with them as long as clothes there. It's always going to be the same. And yeah, with that probably. personnel and with the way he's, he coaches, it's going to be the same. Well, it's not always going to be the same. I mean, the the defense, what, how he coaches them is fine. If they don't have, I mean, the, the style. I mean, the, the style will always be the I mean, same. The style. If they stay within the style, they're going to be competitive in games. And they may not win them all, but mm. they'll be competitive. But if they veer from it, they're going to give up six goals. Yeah. You know, probably. Uh, Except Tory, for Rask, he prevents a lot of that. Yes, he does. And he was good after that first period. He was very strong in this game. He's been strong all year. And you know, Oh, the glove save? Yeah. When he made it, when it went across and robbed the open net? 
That was gorgeous. Oh my god, that was. I mean, on the one timer, mm. I'm waiting. I'm watching the one timer. Well, Mason went across the net and made the save, but I'm watching the one timer late in the third. It was what, what a minute and a half left, something like that. It was in the overtime. It was it was right at the end of the overtime, and Philly did a cross ice pass. Yeah, and it was it was you know it was three on three or whatever on uh, Claude Giroux. Yeah, and it yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah Giroux yeah. had he deflected it into the stands. And, and right? Giroux had a one timer. All he had to do was fire it fast, and he did. And mm-hmm. Rass still reacted to it and knocked it away. Yeah, it was fabulous. Knocked it up in over the boards. Yeah, fabulous. That was a, fabulous. That was I mean that that set the game into the shootout. It was fabulous. Mm-hmm. You know. His uh, save on the penalty shot, I thought, was really nice, too. I mean. Yeah, it was a good shot. It was a questionable I mean, it was a good shot. save. It wasn't a great shot, but it was a good save. Yeah. You know, anytime you save, it's better than what we saw. It was a better <laughs> shot than what we saw in a shootout. Yeah. Oh, God. I know. Um, oh, the game that couldn't shoot straight. That is the Boston Bruins on Tuesday night, November 29th. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that one on Giroux was a, uh, in the. <laughs> and Giroux's reaction's great. Yeah. He just looks at Rass like, come on, man. Exactly. Really? What am I supposed to do? I had the net wide I open. Had the net wide open. I had a one timer. You shouldn't have been able to get over there to do it. Yeah. And that was uh that was some pretty poor planning there by Matt Bolesky. Bolesky was the only guy in between. I didn't see who shot the pass over, but uh two guys sort of collapsed over on the right side and then uh the Flyers right winger, I guess. Uh, centered it over. Yeah, he centered it over. Well, and it was, Bolesky got completely turned around. Well, it was three. It was. It, it was. Uh, don't they go down? They go down to three on three, and they go four on four. Uh, four on four. Four on four. It was four on four, but at that point there were too many players up ice, and that was almost like two on yeah. two. So it was no, great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, Jack Edwards needed to change his oh, trousers. Edwards. Yeah, Ed, Edwards was just. Uh, I mean, listening to him in the, in the overtime was, yeah. was fantastic. <laughs> no was, doubt about it. Was it. A riot. Uh, so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to more on the Bruins here a little bit later on in the show. We have Bill Belichick's press conference, which we will run for you at some point. And he uh, talks about uh, the he, 1 o'clock he hour. He does address the signing instead mm-hmm. of saying, well, we'll have something for you on later, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He does address the uh, Marcus Cannon sign. Now, we uh, we were told about this signing towards the end of our show yesterday now with, you know. Yeah, something happened before 3 o'clock. How about that? Very rare. Amazing. With about 24-ish hours to sort of digest the news and look at the landscape of the rest of the team. How are you feeling about the Cannon signing today, Tom? I think it's pretty simple. Mm. Uh, They've been negotiating with everybody who was free. Right. All right? They they, they didn't, you know, they're not just waiting. I mean, they've talked to everybody, I think, probably who is, is, uh, you know, going to have a contract up. Cannon was the first to say, okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. The others probably aren't. They're going to take it. I mean, uh, what the cornerback is going to do, I don't know. But uh, what? Uh, but Hightower, free agency. Come on, don't even don't even think about it. They'll make you an offer, you know. But take it to free agency. You can mm-hmm. get much more money. Your agent should be telling you that. Cannon got an offer. He couldn't refuse. Yep. You know, or his agent. You know, his agent did a good job. He got him money. Now, take a look. Back, if, if I'm not mistaken, most of the players that they have signed in season to these extensions, contracts, whatever, have mainly been offensive linemen over the years. Matt Light did it during the season. Copen did it during the season. I even think Solder did it during the season. Mm-hmm. That's been their M.O. Let's get the offensive linemen guys all set. Right. And with Cannon, 
Because I don't think they think Vollmer's ever going to come back. Sure. So they want Cannon at right tackle, mm-hmm. and they want Solder at left tackle. They got him there. Their book ends. And they say, okay, you know, we're, we're all set there. We're done. We don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's good. And the money isn't – the guaranteed money is all really counts. Yeah, 14 and a half, and it's about a yearly annual of like 6 plus, 6.3 Yeah, but you something. cut it down, it, it becomes like 3 or 4 over the guaranteed money, you know, because they can they – can, Yeah, but if, assuming that he finishes out right. each one of those years, it would pay him about right. $6.4 million yeah, or something yeah. like that. So it's, Which I, is a good deal for yeah, a starting I, I, I don't think it's that bad of a deal. And I think he's they, played at a very high level this year. Yeah, and it, it, the timing was right for him. Plus, the other timing is that Skarniecki loves him. That yeah. that has that was. I, they I put, all love him. Bill loves him. They all love him. They, they have for years. Yeah, I mean, you'll never forget he came in with an illness, right? Non Hodgkin's yeah, lymphoma, and, and yeah. fought back from it. And you know, they knew that when they drafted him. Mm-hmm. They said, "Take your time. We'll, we'll wean you along." And they've they've nurtured him along. Now he didn't play well last year, but he played all this year. I think Skarniecki has probably had a little bit to do with that. Okay. I really do. I think it's fine. I wonder why they chose this week to do it when you have... I don't think they chose a week. I think they're negotiating, and then when the deal's reached, the deal's reached. And, and the deal's reached. Announce. Yep. That's how it works. Wouldn't you maybe have wanted to, if you're the Patriots, see how we looked against Denver before you before no. you signed that? No, I don't think so. Maybe against how we looked against Baltimore? No, because they look at the alternatives. Baltimore is the best run defense in the league, and you they, know, they, the last thing I remember about Marcus Cannon from last year is him spinning around they, watching Von Miller they're looking. By. They're looking at what they see this year, and they're looking at, at, at you know, look, we've got, we've got an agreement, why wait? Because it's, what if he still can't block the Marcus Ware? You know? Well, like you said, the money's guaranteed, but you can you, you cut him in time. True. You know, the, only that portion of money's guaranteed. I don't think I think they look at him as being a young right tackle that they'll have in the fold for five years and they're set to go. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's how they look at it. They're not looking at what he's going to do next week and the week after. He's not that young, by the way. He's 28. So at the end of this, he'll be... Uh... But it's perfect age, though. Perfect age for an offensive lineman. Yeah, I guess. Perfect age. Well... Perfect age? Yeah, perfect. He's, More he's, perfect than 26? He's seasoned. He's seasoned. All right, because don't forget, he's he's older, but he, he didn't play a lot right away. Remember? Mm-hmm. So he's seasoned. And by the time he's a veteran, he won't be 38. He'll be 33. Okay. All right? So in his young 30. And, and he'll show it. You know, but they all do. So my my thinking is it was a good move for them. Everybody's going, why did you do Hightower first? It doesn't work that way. Why Ooh. doesn't it work that way? Because they don't agree. <laughs> the other guys aren't aren't agreeing to contracts. Right. They're saying no, free agency. So you did Marcus Cannon because he's cheaper. Yes. Okay. Well, th- that's that's a. Well, you did Marcus. You can, can criticize that. No, you did. No, no, you don't understand. <laughs> of course you can. No. I, I understand it perfectly well. No, you don't. Marcus criticize. Cannon and his people agreed to it because right, they know that they if he the... went to the open market, he wouldn't probably get more than six, seven right, million dollars. Right. Right. Dante so, Hightower go to the open market, get a max deal, and right. the Patriots don't the want pa- to pay him that. It's not that's the Patriots' all. fault. It know? is if they don't want to pay him that max money. Well, they if have, they're willing to let him walk because they think that they you know they have, should they be able to lowball him, they're willing to let him walk. Yet they ha- he well, hasn't they, ag- they offered him a contract that he's agreed to. Well, he hasn't agreed to his deal. Okay, all right. And so who, you knows, negotiate. who knows what he's even been offered? Right. So you negotiate. Negotiations with Cannon ended. Mm-hmm. They ended with an agreement. Yeah, that's how it works. Whoever you know agrees first. That's it. They sign him. You know. You know, and, and again, like I say, 
Usually these deals are reached quickly with offensive linemen. That's true. That does you know? seem to be the, the only case. exception to the rule was Mankins. Right. Because Mankins knew he had him. Because Mankins knew they had no other guards. Mm-hmm. He had him over a barrel. Yep. And then he was in Tampa. After sitting out for 10 weeks, playing a year and a half, and then he goes to Tampa. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they felt he was done. Right. You know? They felt that that, that, that his time had come. I don't have a problem with the Marcus Cannon signing on any level except for the one I just mentioned, which is I would have liked to have seen him play against Denver and see if he could, you know, go out I, there and not embarrass himself I, like he I did don't, the I don't think that they team. were even waiting for that. I think they were satisfied. I don't, I don't yeah. say they were. I'm saying yeah. that's what I would have liked to have seen. Yep. Okay? And yep. I would have liked to even seen him against Baltimore. That's a good run defense Baltimore has. They push guys back. I'd like to see him, you know, go out there, block Suggs a few times. I mean, this is, this is the thing is that once you get to the playoffs – you're not going to face a non-threatening defensive front. There's not going to be an Indianapolis Colts, I think, making the playoffs. No. The closest, maybe, could be the Steelers. I don't think their defense is very good, and that's maybe a playoff team. Maybe. Yeah. But that's it. There's no other AFC playoff team that doesn't have at least two very good edge rushers and an overall scary defensive front. The Chiefs, the Raiders, the Broncos, the the, uh, Ravens, I mean, they're all right there. You know, and you're going to have to play at least one of them in the playoffs, probably more than one. And I look at that. I remember Cannon in the playoffs last year, and I just sort of think, yeah, he's been good this year so far. No, you remember Cannon in the playoffs last year. It's nothing compared to what he is now. I know that. But they also haven't played the Broncos. Right. Or really a team like that other than the Seahawks. And he was good against the Seahawks. He was good against Averill. Skarnacki is as, as, as the work that Skarnacki is. what? Skarnacki was, was there in 07 and 2011 the when they Skarne- got their asses the kicked that, by the Giants. The work that Skarnacki has done with Cannon, you could probably show it. it I, there's, got, there's got to be a reason why Cannon got better all of a sudden. What's changed? Skarnacki. Yeah. He's back. The competition. No, Skarnecchia, he's back. That's what's changed. So, DeGuglielmo to Skarnecchia suddenly turned Marcus Cannon into a much better Some player. coaches, some players respond to certain coaches. That may be true. You know? And if that's true, that's great. Yep. Because that means that Cannon will play at this level. But I also remember DeGuglielmo's only been was only there for a year, right? No, he was there for two or three. Two years? Maybe three. I think he was there for three. Okay. Yeah. When Marcus Cannon was coming up and Skarnecchia was his coach, was... Again, Scott Cannon was was younger. He was younger, younger, and not as experienced. Mm-hmm. He's more experienced now. Okay, all right. I just I don't know. I have a little trepidation when it comes to the idea that you know Dante Scarnecchia makes this guy better. Tori Lovello suddenly makes all these guys hit better. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. Well, I never with, really with an offensive line coach, he's I know teach, it's different. He's, but yeah. It's a little different. He's teaching technique, and he's and and he's saying, "No, Marcus, you were doing this last year. You need to be doing this." You know. Plus, he's riding them all the time, I'm sure. Hmm? Like he's a horse? Riding them all the time. Yeah. You know? In like a, words, like a horsey? His, yeah, getting on his back. Yep. Yeah! Exactly. <laughs> uh, 603-883-9900 is the phone number. 883-9900. You can text in at 845-827-1250. Uh, quick break. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. It's Christian and King. Give him a call at 603-883-9900. It's Christian and King. 
I'm Ari Wolf with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Adrian Peterson ran sprints at practice Tuesday and is ahead of schedule in his rehab from knee surgery, according to coach Mike Zimmer. He could now be back in two to three weeks after missing the last nine games. Up next for Minnesota, the Cowboys, who aren't worried about Ezekiel Elliott hitting the rookie wall. Coach Jason Garrett says Elliott gets better as his workload increases, so they won't be cutting his carries anytime soon. And a reminder, you can watch the Vikings and Cowboys live Thursday night on NFL Network. Eli Manning has a secret weapon as he prepares for Pittsburgh, Big Brother Peyton, who visited the Giants Tuesday and gave Eli some tips on the Steelers' D, a team Peyton played many times in his career. The Patriots signed offensive tackle Marcus Cannon to a five-year, $32.5 million contract extension, but the news not all good for offensive linemen. Buffalo's Chantrell Henderson was suspended 10 games for a drug policy violation, while Carolina put Pro Bowl center Ryan Khalil on injured reserve. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Napa know-how. Any Napa guy knows, and science proves, the best minivan is the one you've already got. Part kid transporter, part drywall mover. Who cares if the faux wood grain is a little faded? That was a platinum package option in 1987. With over 400,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. Because it's not old, it's vintage. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Hey everyone. This is Life Tips with Geico. Life Tip 1. You can use a razor to shave those little lint balls off your sweatshirt or jacket. Speaking of jackets, try wearing yours backwards. You could use the hood as a convenient snack trough. Life Tip 2. Switch to Geico and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. On top of that, the Geico Insurance Agency could help save you money on home and renter's insurance. Geico. Get savings into your life. Visit geico.com today. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You're welcome. Let your search for Mazda and Subaru dealers begin and end with North End Subaru Mazda. Only 20 miles from Nashua, North End Mazda in Lunenburg has the best deals in the area. With Mazda 3s and Subaru Forester, both leaders in their class, and a giant pre-owned inventory. To look at their weekly specials, give them a call at 888-805-1469 today. They're just a click away at buynorthendmazda.com. You've probably heard me talk about this sleep number bed, how it's changed the way I sleep. My sleep number is 60. I've had the bed for over six years now. This bed, this mattress, has helped improve the lives of close to 8 million people. Sleep number's done it again, though. they got something called dual temp. It's a revolutionary temperature balancing layer with active air technology. The dual temp can be added to any mattress, even if you don't have a sleep number bed. Active air technology heats or cools each side with a simple touch of a button. From head-to-toe comfort, just like the Sleep Number bed, it's dual-sided, so you can select the ideal temperature and sleep exactly the way you would like. Only one place in the world where you're going to find the dual-temp layer. That's a Sleep Number store near you. Tell them I sent you. Right now, they got great innovations there. they got sales going on as well. Up to $800 off Sleep Number, Memory, Foam, and iSeries bed sets. There's 400 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find one near you by calling 1-800-SLEEP-25. 1-800-SLEEP-25. 
In southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice when it comes to the best in orthopedic care. New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted best orthopedic office by union leader three years running. Voted top doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire Magazine. Tell your primary care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit NHOC.com for more information. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot down in front, picked up by Crosby, lobbed down the ice, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs, three for the win, it's good! It's the three to win Steps back, puts up a three, won't go, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. We've got it all here. This is ESPN New Hampshire. For the best ESPN New Hampshire gear, visit ESPNNHradio.com and click on apparel. Back here, Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. I'm looking at a tweet right now from the Nashua Silver Knights saying there's 45 minutes left to purchase raffle tickets for their ring raffle. Yes. If you want to do that, call 603-718-8883. Order now. One ticket for 10, two for 20, three for 25. So, uh, and, you get, and you get a uh, championship ring. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty cool. Well, it's a raffle. So. Yeah. You get the ring, and you get to go out. Uh, with, during the ring ceremony, which they usually have on their opening night, home opening night, mm-hmm. which should be, uh, my guess is Friday, June, I don't know, second or third, whatever it is, the first Friday in June. Okay. And, um, you know, when they give them to the players who are back and the players who have, you know, come back for the ring that aren't on the team, and then they'll have the fan, introduce the fan. Yeah. And go out and, uh, and uh, win the, uh, and, and be handed a ring. So by from uh, either Drew Weber or Ron Wallace, I imagine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yesterday we talked about Tim Tebow <laughs> and what he said about how he was going to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady. Right. Or thought he was going to be the heir. Apparent. He said he thought he would be the heir right. apparent to Tom Brady, and you know we had a we had a nice good laugh. I had a nice good laugh. You right. you seemed to you seemed to buy into you know. I bought into the fact that he did, uh, that he honestly he thought believed, that. Right. Yes, that's what he believed, and and you know I'm sure that they told him well, it could be a chance, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, you think they told him there's going to be a chance? Well, I bet McDaniel's probably did. Maybe that's possible. Yeah. Uh, Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith addressed this, <laughs> this topic, <laughs> and I promise you this will be the last we we discuss it. But um, it was uh, well, I found it to be entertaining. Uh, Stephen uh, A. on his on his program. Let's uh, let, let's take a listen. Here's here's Stephen A. Smith. City to sit up there knowing that you couldn't even complete fifty percent of your passes. Talking about parent? how you yeah. thought you were going to be the heir apparent. I can see high fiving Robert these Kraft. These are folks here who work with. Us. Why y'all looking at me like this? This don't make no sense. This man thought he was going to succeed. Tom Brady. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Would we, we, we stop? Would we stop? Maybe the, best, maybe the best. Oh, my Lord. 
Maybe the best autobiography <laughs> I've read from a political figure is The Audacity of Hope by yeah. President Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah. You have to believe That's in right. yourself. He has the audacity can. of hope. Yes, yes he does. Preach, and, Max. and when you say the man can't throw 46% completion, bat in a buck 94 in the developmental league, whatever, you're right. What would we say about someone else? It would be different. You know why? We wouldn't be talking about that. Because we wouldn't care. Because Tim Tebow has qualities that inspire people. Stephen and A's one of those qualities is his office. lack of pragmatism. Now, that doesn't mean to suggest that, that everyone <laughs> should be... the ultimate pragmatist! Well, Go that, ahead. I don't mean Go to ahead. suggest that that's a great example in terms of everyone living their lives with an utter, utter lack of practicality and realism. <laughs> but there's like inspiration like, in Tim Tebow hearing. that people can draw on in their own lives. Have you read The he Secret? He believes in himself. Anything can happen. I want to look at America and I want to say I am sorry. Mm. I apologize because, damn it, I should have known better than to think of squelching or squashing Tim Tebow's thoughts and dreams that he could <laughs> succeed Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, I, I am so disrespectful. I am so wrong. I apologize, so Molly. I apologize. Oh, you have the audacity. That, that was that's great. That was some good stuff. What that the hell was. was Max Kellerman talking about? Uh, he was just trying to be a counterpoint. People that's are inspired all. by Tim. Yeah. Okay, that's what I said yesterday. It was basically what I said yesterday about the fact you did feel bad that he was delusional enough to think that that was going to happen. In the Thank world. you so and much. That, God bless and that you. That dream just evaporated. Yeah, you did feel bad about. He's that. a delusional guy. Oh, he is. Yeah, he is. on a lot of different. Yeah, levels. he is. Yeah. He's delusional about his baseball career. He's delusional about football. I mean, there was a lot of things. He. And that's, I think, mm, that's a danger. I think sometimes when you let, when you let your faith take over that much, you know, you don't look at things realistically. You look at things through the scope of, well, I believe that this can happen, and I believe that this will happen, and it's good to believe in yourself, and it's good to have goals, and it's good to do all of those things. But it's also good to take a, an honest look in the mirror every once in a while and, and go, you know, this is. This isn't going to happen. I, this isn't, you know, this isn't for me. I can, I'm a young guy. I got all this, you know, stuff and all these people like me for whatever reason. And I can live a long, prosperous life here. But this, this isn't the way. Problem I can't, with Tim I can't Tebow. do it Problem with Tim lot, Tebow is he's get, got a lot of time on his hands. That's oh, the problem. Yeah, he sure does. You know, and, he, and he's, he's athletically gifted as, in terms of overall athleticism. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't translate. You know it, it doesn't go, translate go be to be in the Olympics or something. Well, that's just it. it does, well, that 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 could be next. It doesn't translate to anything in the four major sports. You're gonna be in the Olympics. Yeah. No baseball in the Olympics. I know. No it football in the Olympics. Does, I think they'll have baseball this next one. I think. Really? I think they're bringing it back. Oh yeah, they're having baseball and softball. I think. Yeah. Yep. Great. But, but yeah, it just doesn't translate to any of the major sports. Whatever no. you can do, it's it's too bad. You Maybe know? you could be like one of those guys on the rings. You know, one of those little guys. The gymnasts? Yeah, the little gymnasts on the rings. Well, they're not that little. Maybe, no, the <laughs> rings not, guys are he's tiny. Not, yeah, he's not that little. No. Maybe he could be like a weightlifter. I don't know what he could be. Like Holly Mangold. I don't know what he could you know? be. I really don't, you know. Or, uh... He'll be an archer. Can, can he, he swim? Take the bow and arrow. Hopefully he's got better aim than he does with his football arm. Think Tebow can swim? He probably. Yeah? Yeah. What's the one where you ski down the hill and then shoot uh, shoot a gun? <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know what that is. That's a that's a winter though. I don't think he's a winter Olympian. Oh really? You don't think he's a winter no, Olympian? I think he's a summer, but he's a summer Olympian. I think he's a summer you Olympian. Think. Yeah. Okay. So. Anyway, yeah, I, classi- I thought uh, I classify him as a summer <laughs> Olympian. I thought maybe you'd uh, nah, appreciate nah. the Stephen A. Smith. No. Nah. Oh, I did. Yeah, I, I thought it was did. funny. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, we'll hear from Bill Belichick at one o'clock uh, or a little bit later in the one o'clock hour. Um, in the meantime.
Your phone calls at 603-883-9900. That's 883-9900. Text line 845-827-1250. I was thinking about the, well, the the next three games, really, for the Patriots. And what they, not so much counting this one against the Rams, because I don't think this is going to be too much of an issue for them. It's a decent defense that has looked good at points this season and has looked really bad very recently, too. Right. Um, they're, a, they're a terrible team. And <laughs> they're a terrible team in a new place like Los Angeles. Just, you know, I was thinking about that. I was driving uh, back home from, from here yesterday thinking about, you know, Jeff Fisher and the Rams and how when you move to a new place you want to have, you want to put your best foot forward and sort of all that stuff. I was driving home and I was thinking about getting something to drink when I, I got home. Well, yeah. it takes you about... Eight seconds to get home takes yeah. me about an hour, so yeah, you know a yeah. lot of free time. Mind starts wandering. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just thinking about how, like, if the Patriots were to move to you know Connecticut or something, or if they ended up going to St. Louis or whatever, you know, oh, what would have happened? Yeah, what would have happened? How it would have gone, and how you ultimately want, you know, when you move to a new place to make a good first impression, and you want to have things in place, and a you know a good quarterback who's marketable, and who especially in a place like Los Angeles. Well, I mean, that's why they drafted golf. You're in Hollywood. They drafted a California kid. That's right. why they drafted him. You know, and then they didn't play him until week ten. But that's again a quarterback when they don't play you that they they feel that you're not ready. I don't right. You know, and, and I understand that, but I also understand the fact that Case Keenum was atrocious. Oh, it was awful. He was the best option that they had, and they started off their year in Hollywood as the you know triumphant return of the L.A. Rams with Case Keenum as your starter until he eventually played himself out and they had to put the rookie in. And you know what I mean? Like, that's where they are right now. They're in a terrible position. Oh, they are. They're in I don't a think Fisher's going to survive this. Probably not. You know? But what an opportunity that just sort of seems wasted, you know? I mean, everybody for years talked about, oh, L.A., 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 they need a team, they need a team. Well, here's your team. Here's well, Case Keenum. How's people supposed to get excited about that? Well, first, first of all, I don't think they were going to get a good team. All right? I, I really don't. No, the Raiders. If they got the Raiders this year? Oh, if they had the Raiders this Imagine year, Imagine Derek yeah. Carr, Khalil Mack, and Hollywood right, but right last now? year, did anybody think that was going to be a good team? No, the Raiders? Mm, I didn't think it was going to be this good. I didn't think they'd be this good, but no. I thought maybe they'd be 10-6. and six. You know, nobody thought they'd be this good. You know, I don't... They're 8-8 eight eight last year, no, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were the Raiders. They had, they had one in, in years. They are indeed the Raiders. They had true. one in years, you know? And so, I didn't say they're going to win this year. Right. But if, they, if they, that team was in L.A.? Who would you rather want there after last year, the Raiders or the Rams? After last year, obviously the Raiders. Yeah, but for them, I would have for for LA, I would have wanted the Rams because they used to be there. Well, both teams used to be there, but you identified the Rams with LA. I don't think anybody really identified the Rams with St. Louis. You know, that was just a, ugh. you know, it they was were, awful. I mean, they won a Super Bowl down there. Yeah, I know, but still, it was just you know, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, people it, of St. Louis might beg the difference. You know, if you were well, yeah, but. You're talking an old timer here, you know. I remember the Rams from, you know, right. The By the Roman, way, I remember the Roman Gabriel Rams, <laughs> the George Allen coached Rams, the mm. Tommy Prothrow. You don't even know who he, Tommy Prothrow coached. Don't Rams. know who that is. You're right, right, exactly. That is you correct. know, I remember those teams. You know, I remember the St. Louis Cardinals with Jim Hart as their quarterback. Not this Arizona crap. I remember the St. Louis. Cardinals. You know, I don't you know, remember much about them. I remember they existed. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was it was just I, I you know. The Rams, by the way, one and four in their fancy new stadium. Yeah, well, which yeah. isn't even no, fancier that's the, new. That's, but yeah, that's not their fancy new stadium. That's the LA Coliseum. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not fancy or no. New. They're not going to have a you know, they're not going to be. And LA isn't a big pro football town. They're not going nuts over this team. They're not. You know, a lot of people are glad football's back. They there. would be if the Raiders were there. 
If the Raiders were there doing what they're doing right now, we'll see. L.A. would be going nuts. The Raiders were good when they were in L.A. before, and they weren't going. L.A. lost two teams. They lost two teams. I know they did. And the Rams were the Rams played in a Super Bowl as the L.A. Rams. Right, and they haven't had those teams for how many years now? Uh, up until this year? Yeah, 20-something years. 20-something years. years. Yeah, no. You don't think that just the the gimmick, the flashiness, the place to be, you know, for people, for an L.A. football team, wouldn't have been a big deal there if the team was good? Well, I mean, of course it would have. Probably still a big deal right now. That they're, they're, they're back. But it's Case Keenum. No I, one cares oh, about I, Case I Keenum. I agree. I agree. They, they played themselves I right agree. out of they, the conversation I, in L.A. I agree. But, but it's not like they picked which team they were going to get. All right? This guy. I understand that. This guy had the stadium, the money, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's there. Yeah. You know? So, it's just, you know. The Raiders now don't want to be – they don't want to be second fiddle. They don't want to go back in, in time and be second fiddle to the Rams. They want to get their own place. They want to go to Vegas. Yeah. Although the city of Oakland evidently is stepping up with a plan to renovate – you know, to, to – new. I don't know if it's a renovation or whatever. Problem is, is the Raiders are going like, mm, yeah, that's nice, but where were you five years ago? Yeah. You know? And also, so, you can only renovate a giant piece of crap, crap so much. Crap so much, right, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if it's a new stadium or if it's a renovation. I don't know what it is. But, Is there any room for a new stadium over there? I don't know. I don't know. Oakland There's a lot of people in Oakland. You know? I don't know. <laughs> There's not a, lot well. of, not a lot of space. I don't know. Not Oakland a lot of space well. in the Bay Area. You know? It's kind of expensive to live there. Even yeah. in Oakland. I mean, Oakland well, I mean, San Francisco, Francisco when they needed yeah. their new stadium, they went to Santa Clara. Exactly. Right. So that may be an And to they, the they had a lot more money in San Francisco. Right. You know, so. Uh, Did anyways. Candlestick get knocked down? Uh, is it still sitting there empty? I don't know about that. Because I got I mean the Giants have their you know Pac Bell or whatever they call it now, but but I'm Let's just I, you know, but yeah, the L A Rams. I mean they look when that team went to L A. I don't think anybody thought they were going to be that good anyway. So you know it's just yeah I don't you know they they don't yes they did demolish it they did demolish it okay so they've got Fisher. Now, Fisher, as I said in Can I Finish yesterday, is now all of a sudden made the, the blunder of getting into it with one of the Rams greats. With Dickerson, I know. Right. You know what? I think Dickerson's wrong there, though. I think, I think Fisher has every right to tell Dickerson to F off in this particular instance. Dickerson has a radio show in L.A., and he rips Fisher all the time. Right. right. I'm so Jeff Fisher. Fisher. I said, get the hell out of here. Yeah, so Fisher doesn't want to be on, have him on the side. You imagine Bill Belichick if Felger or, you know, Minahan no, or no, one of those no, guys? No, not, no, those, that Christian Fourier? No, that doesn't matter to him. Of course well, it doesn't. No, it doesn't matter to him. The one guy that got to him was uh, with the former Denver linebacker on ESPN. They hate their coach. Oh, Tom Jackson. Tom Jackson. Right. They, who's not on ESPN. He's retired. They hate their coach. Mm-hmm. That's the one guy he will not let back into Foxborough. Yeah. And good. And fine. That's, you know, actually, I don't think that's fine. You know, restricting access to journal, even I use the term journalist loosely there. Yeah. I know Jackson's not even with them anymore, but like, you know, telling people you can't come in here now. Well, I don't know if they actually said that to him. I think they, you know, I, I think they just told him, you know, we don't watch you around. Yeah. You know? But, um, but let's say, okay, just for the sake of comparison. Here, yes. That Andre Tippett or whatever was a, talking head or at a radio show in, in Boston or Rhode Island or something like that, and on his show he ripped Belichick up and down all the time. And then all of a sudden he's asking the Patriots, hey, I want to be down on the sideline with my friends and family. No, he wouldn't because he's, he works for him. But, I mean, uh, right, he, I'm just yeah, saying, but, you know, right, right. assume he didn't. You yeah. know, assume he yeah, was – because Dickerson doesn't work for the Rams. No, no, he he's doesn't. He's a fan, you know. Right. He's a fan of the team who had a long history there. But, you know, you got to make a decision. Either you're going to be a 
radio host who criticizes the team or you're going to be a you know fan of the team who gets these great benefits and all the rest of that stuff. But I don't really think you can be both. Only one guy can be both. That's Mike Francesa. He can rip the Giants, and the Giants will give him whatever he wants. That's true. And that's it. Yep. There's nobody else that's I, like that. I, uh, and he didn't play for the Giants. Because they said sauce. Right. They certainly did. I, I think. And they if, said sauce. If, if you're. Uh, <laughs> God, jeez. Now I've heard everything. Oh, God. I miss that. I, I miss think that, that might finish the calls for today. I missed that show. I haven't, I haven't listened to him in a long time. My God, I could care less. <laughs> I, I'm sure he could. I, you know, that's that's the the we've been robbed by not being able to to listen to him on uh, on and the next year he'll be done. But uh. I think Fisher should just let him on the side. It doesn't matter what what he's you know. Well, the Rams, as Snoop Dogg pointed out today, let Snoop and all his friends go on the sideline. Right, right, yeah, I, you know. So, but you know what. Snoop Dogg doesn't have a radio show where he rips Jeff Fisher all the time. Right, and if but, he did, Fisher would probably say, Snoop, I don't want you on the sideline. Either. Yeah. And the coach has the right to do that. That's true. No, that's true. I think I think when you're a coach, you're going to get ripped one way or the other. Yeah. You just got to just like, meh. You know. That's fine. But yeah. You don't have to invite them on the sideline. Yeah, well, true. But I don't think the coach, I think the organization should should act as an organization. The organization and let one of their, should back the coach. And one of their former greats go on the sideline. Let the guy coach the game. Let him, you know. Well, nobody's saying he can't coach the game. You know? Let him decide who's on his sideline, who isn't. Yeah, I guess you're. Yeah, 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 you're probably right there. Yeah. Now, but but Fisher's waffled. He said, "Oh, I told him he could go on the sideline." Did he really? Yeah, he's waffled. He huh. said, "Yeah, he's waffled." He said, "Oh, I told him." And Fisher and Dickerson goes, "No, he didn't. He he told me on the phone. No, I don't want you near me." You know. I didn't hear him. I didn't hear him walking yeah. back. But yeah. you know. So I mean, it's just I don't know. It's a you know, it's no big deal. But but we know that Eric Dickerson will not be in. <laughs> Yeah, I have a feeling you probably won't on be. Sunday. But I, I get that completely. You're gonna rip me up and down on the radio. Now you want some. You know, now you want a favor. Bleep you. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty obvious. It's uh, you know, old player, new player, whatever. But you know, Eric Dickerson needs to be on the sideline. Oh, why I don't know he, what why his does deal. He need to be on the yeah, sideline I don't know what his. Place? I don't know what his deal is. I don't know what the deal is with Dickerson. But he does hold a place in that organization. In organization's uh, history. A lot and, of people hold, you know. Yeah, he owns a pretty prom- he owns a pretty prominent one, yeah. and they ought. To, I, I don't know. I think they ought to acquiesce. Why? Because he's got that kind of place in the organization all in right. their history. And he can rip the team, rip the coach, do all that uh, stuff. Yeah. He still just let him go because of know, what he used to do. I think so. I think that's ridiculous. Well, the coach isn't going to be there much longer anyway. Maybe so, you know. You know. Then Eric Dickerson can go back on the sideline. Sure. But right now, I think that Fisher has every right to tell him to bleep off. Yeah, I know. I no know. question. Uh, we got to take a break. Six oh. I think as a coach, you just say, "I don't care what you say." Eight eight three ninety nine hundred. I don't care what you say, but you can say it up there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be down here next to me. Yeah. Uh, 603-883-9900. Quick break. We'll come back with notes from the kingdom. Looking to save cash? Check out ESPN NH deals at ESPNNHradio.com. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Stelchik with Elise Jolly from Merrimack High School. Can you tell me a little bit about some of your activities at school? I am part of the Merrimack Volleyball Athletic. I'm on the swim team and the track and field team in the spring. I do student council. What would you say the swim, lacrosse, basketball, track and field have in common? Anything? (laughs) The team atmosphere experiences you have with each team within and the sport you find between the teams. What is it? 
like to know that you're leaving your school, that you've been so involved in with your friends and all your activities, to know that you're going to be leaving that? Are you excited or are you nervous? It's exciting to see what else the world has to offer and what else is out there. But at the same time, having to like leave your comfort zone and throwing yourself out there is a little nerve-wracking because you built so much. And like, I'm going to be different to like... Elise, where are you looking at going to school? Playing volleyball at the University of Delaware in New York. So I'm really excited to be down there. I'm looking at maybe doing something along like biology and the biological sciences. And and who would you say has influenced you the most in your academics? I would say that my siblings, I have both world of siblings, and one of them, my brother James, has definitely led me to be who I am today. Um, and Tammy Lambrow, because she has been there for me for the past five years. That was Elise Jolly, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month for October. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gate video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Looking for a stylish place to call home? Then you need to check out the brand new apartment homes in Lowell at 24 Merrimack Street. The apartments at 24 Merrimack Street are located in historic downtown Lowell and offer unique apartment living within an historic 19th century building. Residents enjoy brand new interiors and unparalleled lifestyle amenities. Just moments from downtown Lowell's boutique shops, cafes, and entertainment. For more information, please visit 24MerrimackStreet.com. Again, that's 24MerrimackStreet.com. Hi, my name is Jen Kaludi. My husband Sal and I are the owners of Embroid Me in Nashua and Embroid Me in Bedford in New Hampshire. We help companies and organizations promote themselves through embroidered apparel, screen printed shirts, promotional products, personalized gifts, and much more. I invite you to come visit our showrooms, conveniently located at 345 Amherst Street in Nashua and our Bedford showroom at 410 South River Road. You can also visit our websites at embroidme-nashua.com or embroidme-bedford.com. My team and I look forward to helping you promote your business. Embroid Me, your promotional marketing partner. New York peace of mind. Let's discuss a little bit of the Derek Rose trade. I think he needed to start fresh. I think New York is the perfect place for him. He loves being in a city. He loves being under the bright lights. I think him, Mello, and Porzingis is an interesting, you know, it's curious how everybody melds together. He has been a league average point guard, but as we were touching on already, is significantly better than what the Knicks had. Starting now, the Knicks are in a much better place than they were three days ago. Every Saturday from 2 to 4 here on ESPN New Hampshire. Losing our signal? You can always hear us on the TuneIn app. We are 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. That's your phone number, 883-9900. Text in 845-827-1250. It's Christian and King. Nice to have you with us today here on the uh, final day of November. All right, what's the, what's the deal? What's the deal with what? All right, so I watched the weather yesterday, right? Yeah. To see just how bad this garbage is going to continue. And I look, and, and they're telling, because I said, I said, you know, why was it feeling like the Ice Age out there yesterday? And a little bit today. And 
from Nashville all the way down through Fitchburg and Worcester, all the way, there's this like little thin line of cold air where everybody else is in the 50s. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the story with this? Why here? I don't know. You know, can't we get normal weather like everybody else? I want to know. <laughs> I want a reason. I want it explained to me. You know, oh, and they say, oh, it'll it'll move up. All this will be out of here. The cold weather will be out of here. It'll be warm. Everybody else will be warm tomorrow. No, we're not. We're not even in the 40s today. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I know. It's warm down, down in Massachusetts. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's pretty warm, yeah. We're not in the boonies up here, for crying out loud. No, no. <sighs> it's frustrating. Frustrating. Yeah. Anyways, it's uh, quarter of one. And yeah. What we always do at quarter of one is yeah. get caught up on what's going on in the great state of New Hampshire. Uh, here's Tom King for a little bit anyway with Notes from the Kingdom. Let's <laughs> take you a King in the castle, King in the castle. Notes from the Kingdom. I have the West Conference. See, in, in once they went to the conferences, they mm-hmm. don't do All-State Division One, All-State Division Two, All-State Division Three for football. Uh, at least they don't in Division One. They do conferences. They do the conference All-Star teams. So I have the West Conference All-Star team that has a lot of the players from right around the Nashville area. Yeah. So those of you in Manchester, I apologize. We don't have that that team. Uh, all right. So here's the first. Here's the uh, the. We'll just we won't do the honorables. We'll just do the the uh, the first team. And and they don't have the positions down here, but you can gather some of them are. Uh, uh, for Alvern Mason Miller, who's a, a a running back, I believe, one of their better. Well, one of their better players, Zach Wallet. For Bishop Girton. Sarvine Shafee and Rod. He was a receiver for Girton. Wallet, I believe, is a lineman. Dylan Fagan, receiver for Girton. Sam Rate, the Girton quarterback. Mm-hmm. Henry Boyle, tight end for Girton. Alex Abreu for Keene. Nate Whitcomb for Keene. And the rest of these players on offense are north and south. Jeff Baldessari. There's a lot of quarterbacks on this team. They just they don't care what the how many guys at the same position there are. Tyler Chase, the running back. Baldessari from National North. Chase from National North. Steve Lambert, the receiver from National North. Trey Legraw, senior from National North. Finn Littlefield, the lineman from National North. And from South, they have, uh, on offense, they have four players. Quarterback, Sean Holland. Running back, Miles Johnson, who was underrated. I thought he was very good. Kyle Reeder, junior. And... I think South's answer to Rob Gronkowski is a guy nobody could really stop with if the ball if, it, if the ball was catchable was Max Osgood, mm. tall kid who's got some bulk to him and just started playing football last year. And now he's going to be playing football in college. I think Bryant is one of the destinations that he could be could see him at. Defensively, for Alvern on defense, Alvern, Mike Brocchio, Brandon Lacey, Mike Shaw. Caleb Kearney for Girton. Uh, Zach, or Jack, I'm sorry. Zwichowski. Zwierchowski. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Close enough. Yeah, Junior. Logan Galanis from Keene. Good player. Levi Gosselin, who also you can put on offense. Levi Gosselin for a Nashville North defensive end. Good player. Joe Allen from North. And Max Fay for North. Fay is always around the ball in the secondary. For South, Nathaniel Tejada. Mm-hmm. He's only a sophomore. They have some good sophomores. South is going to be a very good football team next year. 
They're going to miss Osgood, but they're going to be a very good football team. Stephen McKay, Jared Buren, Tim Dagnalt, and Tanner Plord, all another sophomore in the secondary. They also have two special teams player, Tyler Grant for Alvern and uh, Kai Campos, the kicker, for Nashua South. And those are your... Uh, I might as well read the honorables while while I have them here. Uh, Jack Canale is from Alvern. Uh, Alex Christie from Alvern. Griffin Carbono from Alvern. Hunter Burton for Alvern. Gurton had Tyler Christensen. Matt Frechette. Uh, Michael Locks. Austin Hisco. Keen had Alex Stroshein. Colin Costa. Jake Blaisdell. Jamie Therrien. And North had two on honorable. Uh, North had two. Jordan Buckmeyer, good running back. Kevin Maldonado. South had Derek Downing, good receiver, Cam Bisson, and Jalen Pacheco. And there you go. There's your West Conference All-Star team. All right. And there's your notes. I got a couple of notes for you. Uh, the Boston Celtics have teamed up with Snood. Did you know about this? Uh, middle school at Parkside. Students had a special tutor in the computer lab Tuesday. Jonas Jerebko came by with other reps from the club, and they opened the new Parkside new technology lab uh, in association with Southern New Hampshire University. Um, Jerebko and Leon Poe, remember him? Yes. Uh, he's a community ambassador with the team. Uh, went Brought in with some laptops. They did some coding stuff. and I think we had... Was it Sullinger, Jared Sullinger? Wasn't didn't, didn't they doing something? The Celtics and Snoo, didn't they do something a couple years ago, sort of like this at a different school? Did we? Did we have? Were we trying to get him on as a promo we had for a pro, We had him on as a promo for right. It? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. I'm not sure if this is the exact same thing. Right. But uh, the Celtics and Snoo, through their partnership, are combining forces to bolster technology at these area schools. Um, kids loved it. Uh, Jerebko, Poe, uh, a couple other guys. Ted Gatsis was there. Um, and this was right after. I mean, they, they had just played a game Monday night, got back into Boston around 3 a.m., and then were out there Tuesday mm-hmm. morning uh, participating in this. So that's pretty cool and uh, good on the Celtics for that. Um, there's another story that's sort of bopping around right now from Deerfield where a budget committee member, I guess, <clears throat> lost it in a, uh, in a meeting Uh-oh. back in November. A committee member, Ian Scott, accused of being vulgar and belligerent during the committee's November 22nd meeting, uh, where the, the they will continue to the, he will continue to serve on the panel after concerns were raised about his uh, behavior during a meeting last week, the board representative for the committee brought his concerns to the board of selectmen Monday. Told officials he did not feel Scott acted in the way uh, expected of a public official. The selectmen discussed sending a letter to the budget committee saying they did not approve of the behavior and calling for his removal. No vote was taken on whether to remove him. Uh, at the group's Tuesday night meeting, Scott was given an opportunity to read a statement, asked that he be given another chance to continue serving. His quote goes, I fully apologize for my language last week. My skin is thicker than a dinosaur, but I realize that people may not have the curse I have. What? <laughs> that's that's not exactly what happened. Uh, the way that this all went down, uh, it was November 22nd. There's a video posted on the town website can, you can, can watch. Can you repeat that quote for me? Sure. He said, I fully apologize for my language last week. My skin is thicker than a dinosaur, but I realize that people may not have the curse I have. He must have some kind of a uh, problem. A skin problem? No, a, uh, uh, you know. Can't control what he says problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One Perhaps. Of those things, you know? uh, when discussing potential raises for the town's police department to make the positions more competitive with other skate- states, 
Scott chastised Andrew Robertson, the selectman's representative to the budget committee, by saying, you can't just give people raises without asking the town, a-hole, okay? (laughs) He also vehemently spoke out against some aspects of the proposed budgets. I move, quote, I move that it's 2016 and we don't print things anymore unless you're an old, useless person, Scott said, and we need to strike the printing service from the budget. What, what what's wrong? What are you what are you looking at me like? Uh, that? I didn't say anything uh, about uh, old useless old people. Per- <laughs> How old is this guy? Scott also said he's against providing any sort of funding for the town's heritage commission. Come on, it's 2016, people. He said we don't need history anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. This guy's unbelievable. This guy's like Don Rickles. No, uh, you know what he's like? What? Donald Trump. A little, yeah. Yeah, he says bit. whatever's on his mind. A little bit. Doesn't like care it. who he insults. Jim Spillane, the chairman for the Budget Committee and the Republican State Rep from Deerfield, uh, reminded the group what behavior is acceptable at the meetings. He said, I need everybody to have decorum. I won't tolerate a lack. I hope everybody understands that and understands uh, why I'm making these comments. He said, any member who doesn't follow the standards will get a one-time warning. I guess this guy got his one-time warning. Uh, We'll see what happens after that. And finally... I think that's an elected position, too. Budget Committee? I think... I, I, I don't know. Um... I'm not sure if it's an elected position or if he's on another board and they just take you from that board and make you on the put you on the budget. I like how his apology is. Well, I'm really tough, and I guess other people aren't. That was his apology. Yeah, I, I have very so. thick skin, and other yeah. people don't have my curse. Yeah, it's not a curse if you're bragging about it, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> and finally. Oh. A uh, man in Manchester, police uh, in Manchester, said a man is accused of robbing two banks and attempting to rob a third. Michael Giles was arrested Sunday uh, (coughs) near a TD bank. Police said he is clothing seen in surveillance video from the bank. Police also linked him to a robbery that happened November 23rd at a citizen's bank after reviewing surveillance footage and an attempted robbery in January at a different citizen's bank. Giles has been charged with two counts of robbery, one count of attempted robbery. He's being held without bail and was scheduled to be in court Monday. It wasn't immediately known if he had a lawyer. Uh, There was no phone number for him. All of this is pretty normal. I mean, people try and do this all the time, except for one small detail. When he was arrested, he was arrested trying to start a scooter near TD (laughs) Bay. So basically... Uh, this guy on a scooter was going around on a bank robbing spree, which I don't think has ever happened before. You know? Can you can you think of another time in history that a guy in a scooter went around robbing a bunch of banks? Uh, not that I know of. I don't think Dillinger ever used a scooter. You know? There were, the only other thing that would Bonnie been, and Clyde, I don't think they were the into scooters. The only other thing that would have been funnier if he had a 10-speed. <laughs> just hopped on that and rode away. Skateboard. You know? Yeah, skateboard. Yeah, yeah, that would have been good. Or yeah. one of those, uh, you know, one of those segways. Yeah. I think what gave him like away was the big sack on his shoulder. That might have done it. Yeah, you know? the big bag on his shoulder. The big bag on his shoulder. With the big dollar sign yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. That would have given Amazing it away. Amazing how, yeah, uh, how they managed yeah, to find him. He wouldn't have blended in. Uh, 603-8, those are your notes from the kingdom. 603-883-9900. today. Your phone number, 883-9900. Text line, 845-827-1250. Quick break. We're back after this here on Christian and King. Have you been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? Well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, flooring, paint and supplies, wallpaper, window treatments, and especially designing and remodeling kitchens and baths. With top-of-the-line products from Advantage, Craftmade, and others, your kitchen or bath will be looking beautiful in no time. Find out more at Nashua 